Ready? Our evening began in Peter Seychelles' comfortable study in his New York townhouse. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the official, eh, unofficial Beastie Boys podcast known as the Brouhaha. My name is Jim Shear, and today is the Leftovers episode. So if you are listening in real time, and I know not everyone listens to a podcast in real time, you might be listening to this four weeks from now, but you know, if you subscribe, if you download it immediately, it is Thanksgiving Eve, and people love leftovers during Thanksgiving. Probably not as good as the real meal, but the day after, leftovers are pretty freaking good. So let me break down today's episode. Here's what it's all about. My chair is squeaky today. I don't know if you can hear that on the mic. I got to get some uh, WD-40 on that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> me and my squeaky chair. Most of you probably realize that during the pandemic years, 2020, 2021, there was only one episode of the brouhaha. And there was a good reason for that. I was just very busy during the pandemic. I had to get my kids on their Zoom classes. I was hosting three different shows on SiriusXM. So I didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to my Beastie Boys podcast. However, late last year, I did repurpose one of my old SiriusXM shows into a brouhaha podcast, my interview with Mixmaster Mike. And then earlier this year, I did the same with a Be Real interview. So those were sort of the, the marquee names that were on my SiriusXM show that I could repurpose into an entire brouhaha episode. However, if you know me, you should know that throughout my career, I've tried to work in Beastie Boys questions with various guests. So that's what today's episode is all about. Leftovers. But, but, before we do that, come on, people. It's time for the scoop. Never believe it, yo. It's a scoop. Better believe it, yo. So this was just announced... Beyond the Streets and Golden Voice present Beastie Boys Exhibit, happening in Los Angeles from December 10th through January 23rd. If you are interested, it's going down at 434 North La Brea Avenue. Beastie Boys Exhibit, put on by Beyond the Streets. Now, I don't know how many of you were able to attend the Beyond the Streets Exhibit held in Brooklyn a few years ago, but there was an entire Beastie Boys wing. We had Ad-Rock's boombox, his guitar, the bullshit microphone, pages and pages of Hayes' font work from Check Your Head. I think Mike D's mesh shirt from the Shake Your Rump video. So a whole bunch of cool stuff like this. Now, I'm imagining a lot of this stuff will be featured in the L.A. exhibit. 
And if you attend, check out all of the handwritten lyrics and the lyrics for So What You Want. And this was cool. They slightly changed. So once again, if you attend Beastie Boys exhibit, you can see the first draft of So What You Want. That's going down December 10th through January 23rd. You may have also noticed that Super 7, who previously this year put out those sabotage reaction figures of Cochise, Bobby the Rookie, and the Chief, well, they also put out intergalactic action figures. It's the robot and the squid monster. So if you have a Beastie Boys fan in your life, or if you are a Beastie Boys fan and you don't own those figures yet, make sure to put it on your wish list. So this holiday season, you could get three Sabotage action figures as well as the robot and the squid monster. And they're, they're sort of big. They're not giant, but they're not big enough where you could include three little Beastie Boys in the robot's papoose. Dang it. All right. So there you go. That is the scoop. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back on the brouhaha, it is time to give you some Thanksgiving leftovers. I understand that, you know, maybe Mike is, you know, you have a preference to Mike for some reason, and you wanted to shoot Mike more and, and use Mike more in this film, you know, and I'm a band member, there's three of us, but whatever, if it's your, you know, vision, if that's what you call it, you know, maybe we just do things differently in New York, but, you know, however, whatever you say. Let's say I'm a, a, the world's greatest taxidermist. I stuff the bear, I stuff the elk, and I pose them in natural wooden settings. I have two things at the Museum of Natural yeah, yeah, History. I get it, I get it, I get it. So what I'm saying is you are the, the bear of which I stuck. A dead animal. All right. We are back on the Leftovers episode. I did want to squeeze out an episode of the Brouhaha in case any of you are traveling for Thanksgiving. You know, you could put it on your car radio and zone out for a little bit as you visit your grandparents or your aunts or your in-laws or whoever you're visiting this holiday weekend. All right. So I want to start out with Gail Simmons. Gail Simmons is a food writer and personality. She appeared on Sirius XM's Jim Shear show to promote a brand new season of Top Chef. Now, some of you may remember that for a bit, Gail hosted Top Chef Desserts. And the greatest Top Chef Desserts episode of all time was the one featuring the King Ad Rock, Adam Horowitz. He was a judge on an episode of Top Chef Desserts. But before I play you a clip of that interview, because Gail was coming on my show, I decided just to have a whole food-themed episode. And I opened up the program by counting down my five favorite Beastie Boys food shout-outs of all time. Now, as you'll listen, and I, I think I set it up in the clip, it's more about the food than the actual delivery of the rhyme. Because I don't think, I don't, I don't think I put gravy and mashed potatoes on this list. But if we're talking about just delivery of the food reference, this would have to be my favorite right here. Let me play it for you. Yeah. 
Can you think of a better food shout-out delivery than that? I mean, there are a bunch. Like, the Beastie Boys always come strong when they rhyme mustard. But that, ooh, that's so good. So anyway, this list is all about the food and not so much about the delivery of the rhyme. So here are my top five favorite Beastie Boys food shout-outs that first aired on the food episode of Sirius XM's The Jim Shear Show. So like I said, coming up next, I will be joined by Gail Simmons, a judge on Top Chef. She, she was there on season one. And this is the first time in season 18, this is the first time since season one that Gail Simmons will be on every episode. But she's a busy woman. She's producing. She has spinoffs. You may remember for a while she hosted Top Chef Desserts. And her crowning achievement, at least in my eyes, was season two when there was an episode dedicated to Ad-Rock and the Beastie Boys. And they brought in a whole bunch of food, food that had been referenced in a Beastie Boys song. Mashed potatoes, brass monkey, cornbread. It's a good episode. And I want to kind of take that ball and run with it today. Because like Top Chef Desserts pointed out, the Beastie Boys have referenced food and drink items for years. So on today's food episode of the Jim Shear Show, I'm going to count down my favorite foods mentioned in Beastie Boys songs. Let's start off with an honorable mention. Ad-Rock mentions sharp cheddar in the song Triple Trouble. Let's take a listen. Now, it's an honorable mention because I'm not going to go eat a block of sharp cheddar today. But when I am making macaroni and cheese, and oh, by the way, macaroni and cheese is shouted out in the Beastie Boys song, Get It Together. But when I'm making mac and cheese, I always do use sharp cheddar. You need a little sharpness in your mac and cheese. So let's begin with number five. My number five favorite food or drink in a Beastie Boys song is Yoo-Hoo. Which is shouted out in two Beastie Boy songs. Mike D shouts it out in Professor Booty. You got the booming system, but it's flashing out, dude. Do you think it's chocolate milk, but it's water down you? And Mike D shouts it out again when opening up the song, Sure Shot. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't always a fan of You Who. But I would always go to the Vans Warp Tour in the 1990s. And for those of you who attended this festival, you know what I'm talking about right now. Because Yoo-Hoo would always have a truck at the Vans Warp Tour that would give out shots of Yoo-Hoo all day long. Now, on paper, this may seem like a stupid marketing decision for Yoo-Hoo, giving out free product when kids were willing to pay $4 for a bottle of water. but Almost like a trained dog, whenever a concert would end, I would always crave Yoo-Hoo. So from the Warp Tour on, whenever I needed a post-concert drink, I would always drink Yoo-Hoo. And it's number five on my list today. 
At number four on my list of favorite foods in Beastie Boy songs is Caprese with Basil. Shout it out by Mike D and to check it out. Yeah. Caprese with basil when the tomatoes are ripe and the basil isn't too minty and you get that bufala mozzarella with a little drizzle of extra virgin olive oil and some balsamic vinegar. Mmm. Delicious. However, if the tomatoes aren't ripe, then everything's ruined. All right, so at number three... On my list of favorite foods in Beastie Boy songs, once again, has nothing to do with the song, has everything to do with the food. At number three, one of my all-time breakfast favorites, French Toast, as shouted out by Ad-Rock in the Beastie Boy song, The Move. Can't go wrong with that. Ah, the syrup, and then... A few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, my friend Troy introduced me to yogurt stuffed French toast. I love it, and I love the fact that every time I eat French toast, I can sing that lyric. At number two on my list, my list of favorite foods in Beastie Boy songs, the Big Mac. Shout it out twice by the Beastie Boys. Ad Rock shouts it out in Long Burn the Fire. And this is going deep on the Pass the Mic maxi single at the tail end of the LP version of Pass the Mic. The Beastie Boys present us with a punk rock version of the Big Mac song. You know what I'm talking about. Pardon my pitch, but I think it goes something like this. To all beef, patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Well, it's this song, but just done quicker. Yesterday I went to McDonald's and I had... Now when done right, by a grill master like myself, the Big Mac is a thing of beauty. However... If it's made in haste by a lazy teenager, then it's garbage. But when made right, the Big Mac is hard to beat. And that brings us to my favorite food mentioned in a Beastie Boys song. When I first heard this lyric, I had not eaten this food yet. But I eventually did, and it was love at first bite. On the Hello Nasty song, three MCs and one DJ, Michael Diamond shouts out my favorite food ever mentioned in a Beastie Boy song, a box of Krispy Kremes. Sweet and sour like a tin to like a box of Krispy Kreme. How do you beat that? A fresh box of Krispy Kremes? Even the box looks cool. With those forest green dots and the red trim. And a question for everyone living in New York City. Why is it so hard to find a white cream donut? There's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, but they don't have the white cream. They have the custard. 
I don't know if anything is better than a chocolate-frosted white cream donut. I, I think there's two Krispy Kremes in New York City right now. And for a while, there was only one in Penn Station. So anytime I was in that Midtown area, I would make sure to get me some Krispy Kremes. And the great thing about Krispy Kremes is that they're good the day after. Because you know with some donuts, you buy them in the morning and then by three o'clock, they're rock hard. Not the Krispy Kreme. Now I'm sure chemicals have a lot to do with that. And I understand that Krispy Kremes probably aren't healthy, but they are good. Enjoy in moderation. So there you go, my five favorite foods mentioned in Beastie Boy songs. Once again, Yoo-Hoo, Caprese with Basil, French Toast, The Big Mac, and a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. All right, there you go. I, I like those foods. Feel free to argue with me. You can find me on social media at Jim Shear. You can email me at beastieboyspodcast at gmail.com. And we don't have to argue. You can let me know your favorite Beastie Boys food references. And you can do it like I did it. You can make it about the food or you can make it about the actual delivery of the rhyme. So that leads into the interview I had with Top Chef's Gail Simmons. So, Gail, I want to talk about the highlight of your career. Well, it's my highlight of your career. Season 2, Episode 6, Top Chef Desserts. You're joined by the King Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. How oh was that? You are a genius because I, I know you're a music guy, obviously, and that's your passion. And can I, can I just, I have to set this up because I haven't talked about that moment in so long. And it truly is. And it was the highlight of my career Yes, in so many ways, because I mean, I've been a Beastie Boys fan since I was born. I mean, I literally had Beastie Boys posters plastered all over my dorm room in college. Dream, dream, dream um, to have Ad-Rock on my set with me. And it came through me that I found out he was a Top Chef fan and that he was really into food. And it turned out we had a mutual friend, a woman who was one of his closest friends, you know, the, the like, he's the godfather of her child. And, and so she mentioned sort of casually once that he was really into the show. And, and I was like, stop, stop it. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and we convinced him to come to LA and shoot just desserts with us. And, he was just rad. Like he was so chill and so fun and so into it. And I have one picture that I will try to send you that like of the two of us just sitting there, like standing there together. And I would like, you know, it's one of those moments you will never forget. And the coolest thing is, cause I never get to brag about this. And then I know you'll appreciate afterwards. He sent me a gift to say, thank you. Which, yeah. you know, that's a menchie move. That's like a wow. move. No one does that. That, I mean, he's a, he's a mensch, as my mom would say. He, he sent me a gavel with in, in, engraved, engraved on it, Judge Gale. A gavel, like a judge's gavel that is obviously displayed proudly in my home. That's cool. How many of you have received a gavel from the King Ed Rock? 
All right, what is the next leftover I have for you? So like I said, I was hosting three different shows on Sirius XM during 2020 and 2021. I had the Jim Shear Show. I had my 1990s podcast, Unboxing the 90s. And I was also hosting the game show, 70s, 80s, 90s now. So one week, Gavin Rossdale from Bush came on to my 90s podcast. And I am friends with Michael Pagnotta. If you're not familiar with Michael Pagnotta, he is basically a publicist god. He's worked with everyone from Depeche Mode, Robert Smith, Johnny Rotten. He worked with Bush in the 1990s. And before I interviewed Gavin, Michael Pagnotta, knowing that I love the Beastie Boys, said, did you know that one time I was having dinner with Gavin Rossdale and Gwen Stefani in New York City, and the Beastie Boys happened to be walking down the street. They saw Gavin and Gwen, they hopped the divider, and they ate dinner with us. So, at the end of my interview with Gavin Rossdale, I asked him about this. Couple more questions, and then I'll get you out of here. I was speaking with Michael Pagnotta not too long ago. And he says, circa 95, you, Gwen, him, and your team are eating at a New York City restaurant outside. And here comes the Beastie Boys who hop over the little restaurant divider and eat dinner with you. Do you recall this experience or this moment? Yeah, sure. I mean, when I first came to L.A., my girlfriend at the time was was, um, really good friends with Adam and Ernie Skye. So I'd stayed with Ad-Rock when I first came to L.A. Before I was in Bush. That is totally 90s. Uh, that is very 90s. And we stayed just on, in uh, West Hollywood with him for a week. Because I came and stayed in Malibu. And then I said to um, I was like, hey, where's, where's town? I want to go out. I want to like, be in L.A. You know? So oh. we all stayed with Adam and Ernie. So possibly, yeah, I'm sure if I'd seen him, we would have had a for, you know, at a, at a, at a lunch. I, I love to Adam. Great. So for York. a brief moment in time, you were roommates with the King Ad Rock. No. I, I visited. Well, you, I, I mean, stayed. You, you stayed with him, so That's you were roommate. technically no. roommates. Yeah, you're roommates. No, 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 no. I was a visiting guest. Like, you have a someone stay for a week. That's not a roommate. All right, so you were a visiting rent. guest, a visiting guest of the King Ad Rock. I visited for a few days, a week, I think. I stayed <laughs> right. there for seven nights in the spare room with my girlfriend at the time at his uh, uh, at his generosity, their hospitality. All right, so Gavin, not a roommate of Ad-Rock, just a visitor. That, that's, that's a cool story. Although I did want to hear more about the dinner in New York City with him, Gwen, and the Beastie Boys. Maybe next time. All right, next up, Next leftover for you, I forget if it was 2020 or 2021, but comedian and actor David Cross came on to the Jim Shear show. Now, before I throw to this clip, and I didn't say it then, but I will say it now, and you would think David Cross would maybe even agree with this statement. David Cross, not the best Nathaniel Hornblower. The best Nathaniel Hornblower in the history of Nathaniel Hornblowers is Adam Yauch. 
You couldn't match his horn blower. Now, remember when the Beastie Boys put out Awesome I Shot That and it included the short film, I think it was what, like a day in the life of Nathaniel Hornblower. I was excited when I heard about it. And then when I watched it, I thought, eh, it's fine. But why wasn't Yauk Hornblower? Yauk was the best Hornblower. So I guess if Yauk didn't want to be Hornblower, someone else had to play Hornblower. And that someone else was David Cross. So once again, no diss on David Cross, just saying that his hornblower wasn't even near Yauk's hornblower. So David, before you go, mm-hmm. at this point in the interview, a normal interviewer would ask you about Mr. Show or Arrested Development, but this show is obsessed with the Beastie Boys. So okay. I have to know what it was like to work with the Beastie Boys and be Nathaniel Hornblower on multiple occasions. Oh man, pretty amazing! And that uh, doing the the first Nathaniel Hornblower thing with the Alk was uh, one of the highlights of my life. I, I, it was one of my one of the best days I ever had. It was really all that stuff was kind of improvised. We just sort of went and stole every shot that you see in that. Um, but how did uh, they how did they reach out to you? Um, because you know, for years, Yalk was Hornblower, so that was a big yeah, yeah, deal. No, I know it was a huge deal that somebody else was Hornblower. I'm well aware. Yeah. It might've been Spike. It might've been, I had met those guys back in LA a while before that. They, they actually use a sample of something I did on, um, to the five boroughs. What was it? It's from a radio thing. This is how I met them too. Uh, that I'd done with Joe Frank about, uh, OJ Simpson's manservant. And it was a character I did uh, uh, repeatedly on the, uh, some diff- various Joe Frank shows. And um, Mike D had heard it. I was friends with uh, his business partner at X Large. So I met him through that. That's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going way back. Uh, I'm, the short answer is I'm not sure. I'm, I would imagine it's something to do with Spike, who I was friendly with. So Spike Maybe. reaches out to you and he says yeah. the Beastie Boys want to do a short film and they want you to be Nathaniel Hornblower. Yeah. And then you said, name the time and place. Pretty much, yeah. And I was in the East Village. Those guys were in like Soho. So it was like, yeah, we just, wa- I walked down a few blocks and <laughs> met up and yeah. I, I, I don't know the exact way it came together, but uh, I'm so glad that it did. It was, a, it was a thrill and an honor. So that's the first time. Now, mm-hmm. are you Nathaniel Hornblower in the Triple Trouble music video? Yes. Because did you know that is the first, in, well, it's the first time that Nathaniel Hornblower appears in a Beastie Boys music video? Yes. You have to look closely. You're not a featured player, but if you look, no, in, the ba- uh, if you look in the background, you can see you. I think it's Elijah passes me and throws a hot dog at me or no, something. This, this, we're not, no, we're, I'm not talking about make some noise. I'm talking oh, about wait. in Triple Trouble, when they were down in uh, Tribeca, you can see like a small Nathaniel Hornblower walking in the background. So I was wondering if that was you in that video. Oh, I don't know. Probably not. Unless they <laughs> took it from somewhere else. I don't know. But you weren't on the set of Triple Trouble when they were in their green jumpsuits down in Tribeca. Nope. Okay. Down nope. on Canal Street. So then let's talk about the short film, Fight for Your Right Revisited, which was yes. also the Make Some Noise music video. Right. How did the Beastie Boys approach you for this? Were they like, David, we want you to do Nathaniel Hornblower again? 
Yeah, pretty much. I and I uh, I was lucky because we were shooting Arrested because Will's in it too. I know Will Arnett is in it, and uh, and I think it was I think we shot on the Fox lot, I believe. And I just happened to be there, and it worked in my schedule. And I was like, yeah, I'll come down between like you know whatever it was two and five, and it was pretty cool because I knew a lot of those people, so it was a really fun. Because, yeah, the, the film is jam-packed with stars. So I was wondering, when it was your time to shoot, who was all around you? Because obviously not everyone was there at the same time. So which batch I, of actors I, were there when you were doing your scene? I don't remember, but I, I know that people were kind of hanging out even after they stopped shooting, you know, and were in their street clothes. It was, as you can imagine, a bit chaotic, too. Um, of course. But, uh, but totally cool and, and a cool thing to be a part of, you know. What was Yauk like on set? Amazing. He's he's the coolest, nicest, just, you know, great guy. Because I remember talking to JC, who was their manager, and he said that Yauk was so happy for that entire shoot. He just had a smile <laughs> and a laugh the whole entire time. It was really fun. And, and as I said, we it was re- heavily improvised, you know, and we were just stealing all these shots. There's a... We go into like a little kind of cemetery or something. And that was like literally just hopping the fence, throwing a camera over, hopping, <laughs> throwing some skis over and just doing whatever. But there's a thing in a chocolate place. There's like a chocolate store, chocolate uh, bakery or something uh-huh. that we just, you know, just walked in and just end up doing this ridiculous character. And talk. that was all, it was a really fun day. It was a super, super fun awesome thing to be a part of and then you did it one more time for the beastie boys book show which i'm sad that didn't make the film no i didn't do nathaniel hornblower oh you didn't no no no, i was myself uh in the audience interrupting uh it's it's at the credits or something they show it there were three it was me ben stiller and steve buscemi who did it over the three nights did this kind of thing and did you like the book show i loved it Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really, really cool. And do you think they'll ever release their unreleased material? Have you ever had discussions with the Beastie Boys about that? I I have not. I don't know the answer to that. Um, But you know what? Uh, Tomorrow at 2 is my weekly uh, psychic meeting, so I will ask her what she thinks, (laughs) and I will get back to you. I'd like to go to that meeting with you. So, David, thank you for the time today. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. So, once again, my Beastie Boys questions had me learn something new. I didn't know that that's David Cross on To the Five Burrows. He opens up the album. Here, let me play the sample for you right now. Oh, what you? what are you saying? So after the interview, I went through the liner notes of To the Five Burrows, and in the small print, it's right there. That is David Cross opening up To the Five Burrows. And let's end this Leftovers episode with one more. So I had Tretch from Naughty by Nature on my 90s podcast. And I don't know if a lot of you know this, but Naughty by Nature... They used to be called The New Style. So Tretch and I talk about their first incarnation before they changed their name to Naughty by Nature and become hip-hop superstars. So here you go. 
It's like we started going in the lab, ended up from middle school, we went straight like in high school, and we started bubbling from then. <laughs> and then you like, said, we have to start a hip hop group. We really didn't go and say we got to start. We, we wanted to do a talent show, so we said we basically had to put a group together. So we really didn't even have a name. A talent show was coming up real quick. We was ready. We didn't have a name. So one day KG was in the in a, in a lab in the, in, the, in the sun porch on the turntables, and he was scratching up the BC boys. It's the new style. It's the new style. Four and three and two and one. And when I'm on the mic, the suckers run. I'm like, why don't we just call ourselves New Style for now? It's like we got somebody, a legendary group saying our name, Beastie Boy. It's the news. Yeah. And we ran with that for like until the 90s where we saw in the flavor unit and switched the name. But we was the new style. I know. So you were the new style. Now, were you Beastie Boys fans? What? You had to be crazy not to like it. The Beastie Boys is one of the original groups in hip hop. And we were a group. Man, that's one of our idols. Are you serious? Let me clear my throat. <laughs> so you're the new style yes. and you put out an album as the new yes. style. And it's what you call a flop. That's what well, it was. I mean, I mean, scuffing, I'm, I'm just keep, scuffing you, those knees. Keep it funky with you. I'm keeping it a thousand with you. It's what they used to call a, a shelf sitter. That's like if you come out with something and it doesn't sell one, but it's always there, you might think like they're selling out and they keep putting new one. No, your stuff is just sitting there because no one knows about it. I mean, it was on the label that didn't promote it. We was basically a tax write-off, but we learned the business the hard way. Because we signed that deal basically just by signing a contract with no lawyers. So this was the 80s. Scuffing those knees? Scuffing those Don't, knees. That, that didn't movie. do anything? No, no one heard it. Off the news, Stepping on my midnight scroll. So there is your hunk of trivia for this Thanksgiving weekend. Naughty by Nature used to be called the new style inspired by the Beastie Boys. And that will do it for the Leftovers episode of The Brouhaha. Once again, if you need to get a hold of me, you can find me on social media at Jim Shear, and you can always email me at beastiepodcast at gmail.com. So if you are listening in real time, have a great Thanksgiving. My name is Jim Shear, and I will see Yens later. That's it, that's all, that's all there is. Come on. Yo, we gonna end it on a one, two, three note. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three. Ah! Guaranteed we bring the brew, ha ha. Bring the brew, ha ha. Bring the brew, ha ha.